0: لا إله إلا الله يولدنا الله محمد رسول الله عليه الله الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له اناشرؤ ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما اتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما انك انت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي دروسه الله Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home As mentioned in our previous sessions of Duru's Hadith The assassin who plot to murder Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab He was the slave of Mughira, radiallahu ta'ala, and the name of this slave was Abu Lu'lu, the Persian slave Ulama have mentioned that the final fate of Abu Lu'lu was when he was surrounded by the companions what he did was he killed himself, committed suicide he knew definitely that he will be killed Because of the laws of retribution And therefore he committed suicide But some of the Muslim historians have also mentioned That although Abu Lu'lu Was the he man Who stabbed Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab But there were also two other individuals Who had some information of this conspiracy that was about to take place to take out or to murder, to assassinate the great Khalifa Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an. some of the Muslim historians like Tabakat ibn Sa'd, he has mentioned that you had two other individuals and the story goes as Abu Lu'lu what he did was he with his own hand made this dagger and it is mentioned that this dagger was a two-headed dagger not an ordinary weapon but rather a very lethal weapon and when I say two-headed dagger that would mean that the handle is in the middle and the two sides of it would have a blade and even the blades were dipped into a portion of poison. So if he was to stab someone not only would he receive a very deep wound, wound, a cut straight through, but then he would die immediately because of the poison. Allahu Akbar, all was planned when he made this dagger, the first man he showed this dagger to was a person whose name was Hormuzan Do brothers recall Hormuzan? Hormuzan was one of the nobles of Persia and he was caught, came as a prisoner when he looked at the character of Umar ibn al-Khattab and the justice of Umar ibn al-Khattab this man embraced Islam Now Wallahu alam, only Allah knows of his Iman but the dagger was first shown to Hormuzan and he said to Hormuzan that Hormuzan what do you think of this dagger so Hormuzan said that in my opinion if you were to attack anyone with this dagger you would kill him immediately and Abu Lu'lu started to laugh now alama have mentioned these are Muslim historians they have said that Abu Lu'lu was also a Persian And Hurmuzan was also a a Persian And these were foreigners and slaves That had taken up residence in the city of Madinatul Munawwara Brothers recall That this was not something that Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab Radiyallahu ta'ala wanted This was never his desire It was because of the seniority of some of the companions Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab gave permission So Hurmuzan anyway He Had embraced Islam He had uh, declared to the shahada He uttered the kalima La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah In front of a group of Muslims And therefore he was given permission To stay in Madinatul Munawwara Alama have mentioned that Hormuzan and another man Whose name was Junayfa Junayfa Both of them knew That Abu Lu'lu Had this Evil intention Aliyazubillah, to assassinate Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an But they remain silent about it So they are also guilty Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Abu Bakr Now this is a narration that is narrated by Tabaqat ibn Sa'ad Another great Muslim historian He says that the son of Abu Bakr Siddiq Abdul Rahman Abdul Rahman had once bump, bumped into Abu Lu'lu, and Abu Lu'lu was in the a com, in the company of uh, Junayfa and also Hormuzan. And so when he bumped into Abu Lu'lu, the dagger fell on the ground. Now this was not a, a usual dagger; something very different, handmade. He himself made that dagger. So, Abdur Rahman bin Abu Bakr saw this dagger and because it was cut in a very different way, Abu Lu'lu very quickly went down to pick the dagger up and he put it away. But Abdurrahman bin Abu Bakr had seen the dagger. Later on, when Sayyidina Umar bin Al-Khattab ta'ala, was attacked and stabbed, and when Abdul Rahman saw the dagger, the weapon, the lethal weapon, or in according to some of the narration, it is said that someone had described the weapon in front of Abdul Rahman bin Abu Bakr. So you have two narrations. So he said, this is the same dagger that I had seen in the hands of Abu Lu'lu. And with Abu Lu'lu, you also had Hurmuzan and Junayfa. So the two were also with him. Now it is said that, when hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Abu Bakr Was narrating this story, this incident In front of him was The son of Umar ibn Khattab Whose name was Ubaidullah ibn Umar Now you have two individuals, remember hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala Had a son whose name was Abdullah And another son whose name was Ubaidullah And he had three children who were named Abdul Rahman, Abdul Rahman. So you had Abdullah and you had Ubaidullah So this was Ubaidullah When Ubaidullah heard what Abdul Rahman bin Abu Bakr had to say He went close to Abdul Rahman bin Abu Bakr And he wanted the confirmation And he said are you sure that this is what you had seen with your own eyes So Abdul Rahman said I can confirm that that this is the same dagger which I saw in the hands of Abu Lu'lu And with Abu Lu'lu was Hormuzan and Junayfa, And this is the weapon by which Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab an has been stabbed mm-hmm. Allahu Akbar, Ubaidullah, the deep love Not only because that uh, it was that fatherly love They were loyal to the Khulafa, to the Khilafat and Ubaidullah radiallahu ta'ala Immediately he stood up with a sword And he wanted to take Qisas, the laws of retribution Qisas Al-aynu bil-ayn wal-anfu bil anf If you kill someone, what do you do? You kill him Now, oh, Just today I was listening to the radio Allahu Akbar, three youth Three youth Killed a Very brutally a disabled man A disabled man And a 16 year old boy or a 17 year old boy. And he got 15 years. And what is 15 years? In 7, 8 years he'll be out. Because sometimes they even count the day and night as 2 days. And the solicitor was saying that oh. No sympathy was shown to a very young child who's only 17. Can you imagine? A disabled man was killed brutally. In fact in such a way that to humiliate him even worse. Aliyasubilla they had pulled down his trousers, Now can you imagine, my respected brothers, if the laws of Islam were implemented and immediately these three were beheaded and the death sentence immediately killed, do you think that they would the, the, the rate of crimes would increase? Rate of crimes would increase? And this would be done publicly. It would be a warning To everyone To all of the citizens And this is the beauty of Islam And the laws of Islam Allah says I am merciful or are you merciful Who is merciful Is insan merciful or is Allah merciful And I am giving you the command The laws The qisas, the laws of retribution The level of our education 68,000 pupils Sky school every day in England 68,000 students sky from school every day. Uh, Allahu Akbar. How is that possible? Look at our system of madrasa. For the first time, Sheikh Javed is sitting in front of me. Mashallah. You dare bunk his madrasa and you'll find out. And sky from his madrasa. But 68,000. La ilaha illallah. And when the group came to me, they said to me that, oh, why do women dress up like how they dress up? And I said, well, uh, Islam wishes to curtail adultery, fornication, teenage pregnancy, incest, rape, child abuse, divorce, and all the filth which are prevalent in the Western society, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Instructions Of how to dress up huh? And the first command is that If you see a woman put your eyes down And the same command goes to the lady Because clothes are great attraction How you dress up Allahu Akbar Clothes have the power to arouse The opposite The opposite gender The opposite sex Your clothes have that power And so she understood I said, I don't have time to explain this to you. But all of the laws of Sharia are beautiful. Of course. So immediately, Ubaydullah stood up. Now he was also the son, but we need to understand he would have done that or anyone would have done that in the case of a great Khalifa being murdered or assassinated. And so he took the sword and quickly went out to look for Hormuzan and. Junaifa, Junaifa or Juhayfa, I can't recall how it's pronounced. But the two individuals, and immediately Ubaydullah came to them, and he killed uh, Hormuzan and also Junaifa. Both of them were killed, and then he came to Masjid Nabi Sallallahu and he said, I have taken kisas." In fact, the, the atmosphere in Madinatul Munawara at that time was such, Because Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab Disapproved And he did not want the slaves Foreign slaves to live in Medina And he did not want uh, Other kuffar also to settle Around Medina al-Munawara Sahabai kiram were very angered And there was a possibility that some of them Even wished to kill all of the slaves In Medina al-Munawara at that time Obviously that was incorrect according to the sharia the laws of the quran and sunnah so control was taken only three people were killed in fact abu lu'lu killed himself and hurmuzan and Junayfa were killed by hazrat ubaidullah ibn umar so this is one narration wallahu alam i have just narrated to you what uh, one great muslim historian has mentioned which can which is recorded in the tabaqat of ibn sa'ad rahmatullah alayh now the level of iman for Hormuzan or even Junayfa That is in the ilm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala How sincere they were Were they part of this conspiracy uh, Which was taken at hand by Abu Lu'lu He himself came forward and attacked In the early seconds after Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab had said his takbiri tahreema for Fajr Salah. Immediately, the minute he said Allahu Akbar and he was about to say Alhamdulillah, that is the time this man came in front of Umar ibn al Khattab and started stabbing Hazrat Umar radiallahu <coughs> ta'ala. Now going back to the incident, Sayyidina Umar ibn al Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. Once he was attacked by Abu Lulu, he fell to the ground immediately some of the companions lifted up hazrat umar ibn khattab and he was taken to his room his residence his chamber where he was we need to understand that all of the houses of the companions are now in the main section of masjid nabawi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam munawwarah at that time was not so big even the extension of masjid nabawi masjid was not not very big at all in fact uh, masjid of Umar is slightly bigger to bariti bariti But the masjid itself was not as big So we are talking about the khilafat of Umar ibn al-Khattab <coughs> Radiyallahu ta'ala an. He was taken Allahu Akbar And some of the companions who went to visit Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an, In his room They say that even after this After receiving painful wounds to the body. Hazrat Umar Radiyallahu ta'ala an's focus was only upon the Ummah, the unity of the Ummah. And he would lift up his hands and make dua for the Ummah that Ya Allah, let no one divide the Ummah of Rasulullah. Even in that condition, he was not bothered about himself, about his physical conditions. He would lift up his hands, the companions would say and continuously praying for the Ummah. That no one should take advantage of this. No one must divide the Ummah. No one must divide the Ummah. This was the focus of Umar ibn al-Khattab r.a. In the last few hours or the last days of Umar ibn al-Khattab Ta'ala. Some of the companions came and they greeted Amir al muminin And they said Amir al-Mu'mineen, it would be nice if you were to select a Khalifa or a successor. Someone who you feel... Holds that position to become the Khalifa after you. Hazrat Umar ibn al Khattab radiallahu ta'ala did not respond and he remained silent for a bit, contemplating what to do. And He said that during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed away, Rasulullah did not appoint anyone as his Khalifa or anyone as his successor. Rasulullah did not appoint Abu Bakr Siddiq as his successor. Mm. Muhaddiseen have mentioned why? Because it was so obvious, the companions knew, this was something straightforward for them, that who can be the Khalifa after Rasulullah other than Abu Bakr Siddiq? Mm. In fact, it was so obvious in the ranks of the companions, that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not even feel the need of writing this down on a piece of paper, or he did not even say it to any of the companions, nor did he mention it to Ali radiallahu ta'ala, nor to Umar ibn al Khattab, and not even to Abu Bakr Siddiq. Who can take the position of Abu Bakr Siddiq? Subhanallah, how am I respected for this? Now, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If he was out of Madinatul Munawwara The only person who could stand on the Musalla of Rasulullah was who? Abu Bakr Siddiq So he was going to be the Khalifa Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Had not mentioned the name of anyone Who was to be the successor after him Because it was very obvious Now after the demise of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Everyone agreed upon Abu Bakr Siddiq And we've covered that even the slight delay that came from some of the companions, there was another reason we have covered that. During the khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala'an, the last few days of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala'an, he himself had selected Umar ibn al-Khattab as his successor. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa did not choose Abu Bakr Siddiq, but Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala'an had selected Umar ibn al Khattab. And he made sure that none are to become, uh, none are given khilafat but to Umar ibn al Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. For Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq knew there was no one strong minded in al Munawwara at that time than Umar ibn al Khattab. Umar ibn al Khattab was just the perfect man and the khilafat suited him at that time. No one else could have been the khalifa. A man who was ready for all situations. Mm. Allahu Akbar. And everyone agreed upon the Khilafat of Umar ibn al-Khattab. Everyone did bay'ah. They swore allegiance to Umar ibn al-Khattab. Now, what is Umar ibn al-Khattab to do? Who is he going to select as a Khalifa? Muhaddisiin have mentioned... Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and the genius that he was. Now we need to understand that the level of Abu Bakr Siddiq and Umar radiyallahu ta'ala was so high, was so high. They were right on top that no one could even dare to think that we can become, uh, khulafa, huh, on top and above Abu Bakr Siddiq and Umar radiyallahu ta'ala. An. So there was never this concern and worry. That somebody else would have taken their position. Because they were right on top. These were individuals who were very very close to Rasul sallallahu But after Umar ibn al-Khattab ta'ala an, again the levels of the Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een was quite similar. So it was important that the right decision has to be made. This was a difficult moment. Who is going to become a Khalifa now, subhanAllah, again, Sayyidina Umar ibn al Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and came with this unprecedented system. Huh? A system of shura. And he said that I will select the council of six. The council of six. And the next khalifa will be one from the six. Who are the council of six? By Hazrat Asman radiallahu ta'ala. And then Hazrat Ali. And then. Hazrat <ms> Talha and then Abu Bakr B Abdullah Ah no Hazrat Zubair Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Awf and Hazrat Saad bin Abi Waqas radiyallahu ta'ala Now we need to remember that there was another one from ahade mubashara ashra mubashara who Hazrat Umar did not include though he was one of the senior companions he was Hazrat Sa'id one is Sa'ad and one is Sa'id. But Hazrat Sa'eed was not included Why was he not included? Alama have mentioned because he was from the same tribe of umar ibn Al Khattab He was from the tribe of Adi Hazrat Umar wanted to make sure that everything was done with complete justice uh, That he was not biased he did not include Hazrat Saeed, who was even the right candidate for Khilafat. There was no question, these were Ashraim Mubashara. But because he was from the same tribe, Hazrat Umar and Hazrat Saeed were from the tribe of Adi, he did not include Hazrat Adi. Allahu Akbar. And he said that this is the council of six, from the six, one will be the Khalifa. And now Allahu Akbar, whilst in His room, He's giving instructions. Not only does He select and appoint the Council of Six, but He even explains to them the procedure of how the selection must be made. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala, called all of the senior companions and all of the six, the Council of Six were there. And He said that I am going to put the six of you in one house. And you will remain there from Fajr to Fajr. And a time of three days is given to you. A time period of how many days? Three days days is given to you. Let not the fourth day come. But you must have appointed a Khalifa amongst you. So the maximum time I give you is how many days? Three days. days. Otherwise, Allahu Akbar, there is a possibility that the enemies uh, could make fitna within the, the, the Muslim community of Madinatul Munawwara. So he said, I give you three days. And in the three days, you have to select one Amir. Sayyidina Umar then called his son Abdullah ibn Umar. And he said that with the six in the house, there will only be one individual, and that is my son. Now, Abdullah ibn Umar was a great muhaddith. Remember that even he could be the candidate and he would qualify for khilafat this was his reputation Mm -hmm. but he was just sitting there as an advisor making sure that everything was functioning in accordance to the wish of umar ibn khattab so he is just to sit there and to monitor he is not part of the six so he said my son abdullah ibn umar will be there to make sure and he'll tell me what is happening Abdullah ibn Umar was someone who was very very close to his father. Mm. And another sahabi whose name is Hazrat al-Suhayb. Subhanallah, look at Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab. No shortcuts with him. Everything, Allahu Akbar, running and functioning properly. Even in that position, that he's in, in, a, in a few hours or in a few days, he will leave this dunya. But how does he leave this dunya? And then he called Hazrat Suhaib ta'ala an, And he said to Suhaib That Suhaib The six senior companions are in the house I am giving you the duty That from now I am not in that position to lead The Muslims for prayers So you are the Imam of masjid e You are the Imam of masjid e Until a Khalifa has been selected Again decisions taken by the Khalifa So that no one would say Oh he is the Khalifa or he is the one Because he is leading the prayers That there is a possibility Khilafat has been transferred Everything was made very very clear That Suhaib you are the Imam Until Khilafat has been organized And then he even called Hazrat Abu Talha And he said to Abu Talha That I want a group of 70 To monitor that everything Is functioning well And then he called Hazrat Suhaib He said Suhaib Do me one favor If the majority from the council of six agree on one person as a Khalifa, and there is a minority, or for example, one individual or two individuals disagree with the decision that comes from the majority, that is treason. That is treason. So I want you to personally execute the one or the two. Look at the decision of Umar ibn al-Khattab That if they go against The decision of the majority of the council of six, Sikhs He knew for himself that this was not going to happen These were not ordinary people But these were the laws He was setting it out There was no messing with Umar ibn al-Khattab And so he said If there is one or even two who disagree like in the time of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq You had the the, the 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 hypocrites Who had said that Abu Bakr Siddiq Does not qualify for Khilafat It should go to Hazrat Ali And then you had another group That were known as Shia And Shia means those who have broken away From the main team of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaat. So he said anyone who breaks away From the council of Sikhs And does not do bay'ah to that one appointed then I want you to execute him. Allah. So Sad radiallahu ta'ala an was not only an Imam but he was also the one with the sword. The one with the sword. Subhanallah. Mm. And again making things even more clear for the companions. He said if for some reason from the six three have appointed one and the other three have appointed another individual and there is a tie or there is a, a split vote. There is a tie or a split vote. Then what are the council of six to do? He even came with a, the solution for that. He said, then I will ask my son Abdullah ibn Umar to select the party which he wants. As Abdullah ibn Umar was a, a senior Sahabi. He said, then I will ask my son Abdullah ibn Umar who he thinks would be the right person as the Khalifa, if the two parties can't come to a decision, then it will be the choice of Abdullah ibn Umar. But if the council of Sikhs still disagree with my son, Abdullah ibn Umar, then I am saying, still the Khalifa of the Muslims, that in whichever team Abdul Rahman bin Auf is, that is the team who will select the Khalifa. So if you had... Three on one side and three on one side. If they don't like the opinion of Abdullah ibn Umar, then they look for Abdul Rahman bin Auf. In whichever team Abdul Rahman bin Auf is, whether it's Abdul Rahman bin Auf being selected or any of the other companions, that person, that individual will be the Khalifa. Itni al Now, the reason for that is Abdul Rahman bin Auf was a very mature Sahabi, a man of great wisdom, a man of great knowledge. This man was an advisor for all of the companions, even Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, and even in the battlefield he was there everywhere. If you recall, when Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala wanted to go and participate in the Battle of Qadisiyah, it was Abdul Rahman bin Auf who said, No, I will not allow. And everyone had to agree to Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf because Hazrat Sa'ad ibn Waqqas ta'ala ta'ala'an was to take the place of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala'an So he said wherever Abdul Rahman ibn Awf is, he will be the Khalifa. Subhanallah my respected brothers, the final decision was that all of them agreed upon one individual and that individual is Hazrat Uthman ta'ala ta'ala'an. Now we have to be very very careful There are many many such narrations And when we read books We have to be very very careful You will find uh, words such as Oh Hazrat Ali did not select Hazrat Uthman And there was a fight between the companions And they wanted Hazrat Ali to come But then all of them grouped up Against Hazrat Ali And by force they selected Hazrat Uthman And it was a difficult decision And you will find all of these stories uh, Allahu Akbar Which has no basis in Islam It is all false and untrue So we have to be very very careful It was agreed by all of the companions That the Khalifa will be Hazrate Osman Radiyallahu ta'ala Now we go to some of the Last moments of the life Of Hazrate Omar Radiyallahu ta'ala an Respected brothers Hazrat Ibn Abbas Radiyallahu ta'ala an Says that I entered the room of Hazrat Umar where Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was resting, his bedding, um, and when he saw Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala an, he greeted Ibn Abbas. And Ibn Abbas came, he says that when I saw the face of Umar radiallahu ta'ala the only thing what I could describe him with is nur. His face was full of nur. And when I greeted him, I said to him, Receive glad tidings of Jannah O Amirul Mu'mineen These are the words of Ibn Abbas He says when I saw him I said Receive the glad tidings of Jannah O Amirul Mu'mineen You supported Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam When many turned away from him Many did not have the power at that time To give that pillar of support to Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam you embraced Islam when many disbelieved. The first batch of mu'mineen from the muhajireen, Hazrat Umar was one of them. Uh, the first group, the first batch of people, the early Muslims, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala was one of them. And he said that, Receive the glad tidings of Jannah, for Allah's Nabi had asked for your iman. And he said, O Amirul Mu'minin, receive the glad tidings of Jannah, for you strove in jihad with Rasul sallallahu Alaihi wasallam when many turned away from him. And he said to Amirul Mu'minin that received the glad tidings of Jannah, Allah's Nabi was pleased with you. And he said, Allah is pleased with you that Allah has given you the status of Shahadat. <laughs> Allahu Akbar, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, looked at Ibn Abbas and called him and he said to Ibn Abbas, Ibn Abbas I can't hear you, can you repeat what you are saying? Allah. And Hazrat Ibn Abbas radiyallahu ta'ala again repeated the words what he had said. And then Hazrat A, Umar radiallahu ta'ala turned on the side and he said to Ibn Abbas, he said, Ibn Abbas what you have mentioned it is nothing but the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But let me tell you Ibn Abbas, Despite all of the virtue that you have mentioned I still fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I am still scared I don't know what is the fate And what will happen to Umar ibn al-Khattab Oh Ibn Abbas can you tell me What will happen to me when I'm in the grave This is Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu taala. And he said to Ibn Abbas that Ibn Abbas you are my witness if I could ransom myself and my soul By giving gold and silver in the path of Allah I would even do that But I tell you the truth With what you have mentioned I know that Allah is Allah Allahu samad That Allah is totally independent Or oh, Ibn Abbas pray for me I don't know what will happen to me Look at the level of iman How my respected brothers a man who was guaranteed jannat not just once, but in many occasions of the life of Rasul mm-hmm. sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. Many times Rasul sallallahu alayhi Wasallam has said, Umar fil jannah, Umar fil jannah, Umar fil jannah, Umar is in jannah, Umar is in jannah. Allahu Akbar. The very last incident is mentioned by Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, and Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, the Khalifa. He highlights for us Those moments uh, How Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab Radiyallahu ta'ala'an Left this dunya And he said that I entered the hujra, The room of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab Radiyallahu ta'ala'an And I saw that Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala'an Was resting On the thighs or the laps Of his son Hazrat Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu ta'ala And so that Uthman radiyallahu ta'ala'an Entered and he greeted and he said Wa alaykum salam to Hazrat Uthman And he said to his son Abdullah That Abdullah I want you to put my head down on the ground And I want you to turn my cheeks to the ground Hazrat Abdullah ibn Umar taala And said to his father Oh father, what is the difference? You are resting on my lap This is comfortable for you what is the difference if I put your head down on the ground or if it is on my lap? And he knew exactly what the father wanted. And so Umar ibn al-Khattab an looked at his son Abdullah ibn Umar and he said, Obey your father. Obey. What did he say? Obey. Obey your father. When he said, Obey your father, Hazrat Umar an was there very slowly Hazrat Abdullah ibn Umar put the head of Hazrat Umar on the ground and then it is said that Hazrat Usman was also there Hazrat Umar was um, wiping his face on the dust that was there on the ground Mm -hmm. and he was moving it from right to left and he was saying woe to Umar if Allah does not forgive him Woe to Umar if Allah does not forgive him. This was the humility. This was how humble Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala was. This was the fear that Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala had. He did not want to die on the lap, but he died on the ground with the cheeks facing the ground and saying that, Oh Uthman, or oh Abdullah ibn Umar, only if Allah is pleased with me. Masha. Uh, Umar has everything But woe to Omar if Allah is not pleased with him And this is what he was saying And it is said that he closed his eyes And the ruh, the soul departed the body of Omar ibn al-Khattab ta'ala. Inna wa inna ilayhi raji'un. This was the demise of this great giant in Islam Omar ibn al-Khattab ta'ala an. What a great man he was My respected brothers Ulama have mentioned that Ghusl was given to him. He was also given Kafan. Janaza namaz was also prayed. The reason why a lot of people explain that is uh, it is known that a martyr, a shaheed is not given ghusl. Uh, we have to understand the Masail. If the martyr dies in the battlefield or immediately he has passed away, then obviously ghusl is not given to him. But for some time, uh, a time duration before his demise, if he was to stay alive, even for one hour or for two hours Then the fuqaha have mentioned That Ghusl is given to him And he will also be given the kafan He will be shrouded And Janaza namaz will also be performed So Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab ta'ala, Lived for a few days And then when he passed away It is said that The man who was to perform the Janaza namaz Was the same man who was appointed By Umar ibn al-Khattab As the imam for masjid al Sallallahu alayhi wa for the few days Until the Khalifa was selected So it was Hazrat Suhaib Radiallahu ta'ala an Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an Passed away on the 26th Or according to some of the narration The 27th of Zilhijjah 23 years after Hijri It was a Wednesday He passed away Hazrat Amir Mu'awiya, radiyallahu radiallahu ta'ala an Would say that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed away at the age of 63. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq passed away at the age of 63. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala passed away at the age of 63. Uh, this was the love that this company had and Allahu Akbar, the love they had for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They stayed together in this dunya and they will stay together in Alam i Barzakh. And they stayed together even in Jannah. SubhanAllah. It is said that the Khilafat was for more than ten and a half years. For more than ten and a half years. SubhanAllah. It is said that the people who uh, entered the grave of Hazrat Omar radiallahu ta'ala an was Hazrat Uthman, Hazrat Abdullah ibn Umar, Hazrat Suhaib and Hazrat Saeed. These were the four individuals who entered the Qabr Mubarak of Hazrat Umar ibn al Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, when they were lowering down the auspicious body of Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. An. And we need to understand that this is very, very close to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and also Hazrat Nabiyah Kareem so sallallahu sal- alayhi wa Now during the time of uh, uh, Walid ibn Abdul Malik who was one of the Umayyad kh- Khalifa, Um, The the graves of uh, the Khulafai Rashidin had collapsed And so he instructed that the the graves must be rebuilt again And so when they were uh, building the graves Of the Khulafai Rashidin It is said that um, One foot was exposed from the graves And some of the people that were there They feared and they said that this could be the foot of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam just one foot Because it was so close The graves are so close And it was hazrat Urwa Ta'ala An That came and he looked Perhaps at the size of The foot and he said No, no, I know that this is the foot And the body of Umar ibn al-Khattab Radiallahu Ta'ala An Allahu Akbar So there is no question We have the enemies of Islam Who at times say that the only one in the Rauza Mubarak is Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And there is no Abu Bakr there And there is no Umar there Aliyazubillah Again mm-hmm. uh, This is all uh, sheer uh, Jahalat mm-hmm. and rubbish uh, Nonsense what they speak mm-hmm. that They say that there is no Abu Bakr Siddiq there And there is no Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and All of the Muslim historians have mentioned that the closest to the body of Rasul Sallallahu alayhi wasallam Is Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq And Umar ibn al-Khattab That is why Hazrat Aisha says That every time I, I go in my hujra to give salam To Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam And Khulafai Rashidin I do parda huh? Before she was not doing parda Why? Because she, The one who, who are resting there One was the husband and one was the Father, all are mahram and so when Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala came into that chamber, the Rosa, every time she went inside, she would do parda and greet all of the companions. SubhanAllah, this is the end of uh, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. The love that Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala had for Hazrat Umar, it is said that he stood on the, the cover of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. And he said that I would love to meet my Allah with the deeds of Umar ibn al-Khattab. I would love to meet my Allah with the a'mal, with the good deeds of Umar ibn al-Khattab. Who is saying this? Hazrat Ali. Hazrat Ali dearly loved Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and Hazrat Umar. And Hazrat Ali dearly loved Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala In fact, Hazrat Ali said While standing at the Kabr Mubarak Of Khalafai Rashidina And Hazrat Nabi sallallahu wasallam, And he said that I knew that the three Will always be together Because of what Rasul sallallahu wasallam Would always say in his lifetime That I am going with me Is Abu Bakr and Umar That I went there with me Is Abu Bakr and Umar I can see this And also Abu Bakr and Umar can see this Every time the name of Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's auspicious name was mentioned, he would also mention Hazrat Abu Bakr and Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Allahu Akbar, this is the end of the khilafat of this great individual, mm-hmm. Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. Respected brothers, what we have mentioned, uh, this has been the research from great, great books, great Muslim historians, reputed books, but even then, if there have been some mistakes, uh, mistakes are from my own shortcomings and my own deficiencies. And what we have said is the sheer mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. May Allah accept our seerah and the khilafat of Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. and inshallah very soon uh, we will start the khilafat of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an. again. A glorious Khilafat of Hazrat Usman and Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. What I want the brothers to do Is promote our dars and invite people So they can come and they understand The seerah and the Khilafat of the Khulafai Rashidin This is very very important If we know our history Alhamdulillah the level of iman will always be firm And we will have the love of companions and when you have the love of the companions that would mean you have the love of Rasulullah and when you have the love of Rasulullah that means you have the love of Qur'an and when you have the love of Qur'an that means you have the love of Allah and when you have the love of Allah where will you end up in Jannah in Jannah al-Firdaus وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَىٰ سَيِّدِ الْمُرْسَلِينَ اللهم تقبل منا واطبع علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم واستغفرك ونتوب اليك نستغفرك ونتوب اليك يا الله يا رحمان يا رحيم يا الله خلفائے راشدین کے درجات کو بلند فرما صحابہ کرام اجمعين کے درجات کو بلند فرما اللہ ہمیں محبت دے صحابہ کرام اجمعين کی اللہ جو کچھ ہم نے بولا پڑھا سنا اللہ اس کو قبول فرما اللہ جو غلطی ہو گئی اللہ اس کی معافی چاہتے ہیں ہم تو کمزور ہیں اللہ ہم نے بہت ساری غلطیاں کی اللہ تو ہی غلطی سے پاک ہے اللہ تو ہمیں معاف فرما دے اللہ تو ہمیں معاف فرما دے اللہ حضرت عمر رضی اللہ تعالی عنہ کی برکت سے اللہ تو ہماری مغفرت فرما دے اللہ حضرت ابوبکر صدیق کی برکت سے ہماری مغفرت فرما دے اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی برکت سے ہماری مغفرت فرما دے تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ کبھی بھی ناراض مت ہونا اللہ ہم سے کبھی بھی ناراض ہونا اللہ اگر ہم سے غلطی بھی ہو جائے گناہ بھی ہو جائے اللہ ہمیں معاف فرما دے اللہ ہمیں معاف فرما دے ونعوذ بک من غضبک وال نار ونعوذ بک من غضبک وال نار اللہ جن لوگوں نے دعاؤں میں یاد رکھنے کے لیے کہا ہے ان کی دعاؤں کو قبول فرما اللہ جو پریشان حال ہیں ان کی پریشانی کو دور فرما اللہ ہمارے والدین ان کے درجات کو بلند فرما اللہ ہم ان کی آنکھوں کی ٹھنڈک بنیں اللہ ہماری اولاد ہماری آنکھوں کی ٹھنڈک بنے اللہ ہر کی مغفرت فرما مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما جہاں کہیں مسلمان پریشان حال ہے اللہ ان کی پریشانی کو دور فرما خصوصا انگلینڈ میں یورپ میں اللہ اسلام کے دروازے کو کھول دے اللہ اسلام کے دروازے کو کھول دے اللہ ہماری مساجد مراکز مکاتب دار العلوم مدارس ہر ہر جگہ کی حفاظت فرما اس امت کے علماء کی حفاظت فرما صلحاء کی حفاظت فرما نیک لوگوں کی حفاظت فرما اللہ ہمارے برہوں کی حفاظت فرما ہمارے نوجوانوں کی حفاظت فرما مسرات کی حفاظت فرما بچوں کی حفاظت فرما اللہ ہمارا خاتمہ بالخیر ہو اللہ ہمارا خاتمہ بالخیر ہو اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ عزت دینے کے بعد زلت سے بچا اللہ عزت دینے کے بعد ذلت بچا الله تندرستی, تندرستی کے بعد بیماری سے بچا اللہ تندرستی کے بعد بیماری سے بچا سبحان اللہ وبحمده سبحان اللہ العظیم نستغفرك ونتوب الیہ سمعنا واطعنا غفرانك ربنا و المصير المصیر برحمتك یا ارحم الراحمین